but I didn't realize how deep the sugar is in our society until I went to school and learned that there's 200 names for it and it's hidden in everything. And then you really start to become aware of, oh my gosh, I use this to potty train my kids. And we do this at Halloween. And, you know, from October till December, I think we consume three times more sugar than we do the nine months previously. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today, we have on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Melissa Rolfs. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is a hot topic for sure. So Melissa Rolfs is a certified holistic health and life coach, helping busy moms break free from what prevents them from being with their authentic selves so they can be calm, confident, and healthy. After her own tumultuous history with food, withholding, and then later in life binging, She learned how to deal with the core issues around her broken relationship with food. As a result, she felt called to go to school and learn to teach other women how to do the same. She graduated from the Health Coach Institute as a holistic health and life coach in 2018 and is the proud owner of Free to Be Coaching. She is a proud Boilermaker alumna living in Arizona with her husband, Chad, and two kiddos. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Happy to be here. Today, we're talking about breaking free of sugar, breaking free from sugar, breaking free from sugar. So I read a bit about your your bio, but tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, it's it's been a long, windy road. Let me tell you, Ani, it's been like, because <laughs> I remember being like eight years old and hiding sugar in my room. I would hide cookies and candies and looking back it was very much a coping mechanism for me um and I don't think my parents would have found out but we had little rodents that came and pooped on the bed and they read mm. so that was unfortunate but um but I tell my kids are gonna happen because my kids yeah. do the style I'll find all kinds of sweets down there and I'm like it's just a matter of time yes and you can <laughs> tell them that I have a dear friend now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I proof <laughs> yeah. real life story <laughs> And so I didn't, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I just thought I really liked sugar and sweets Um, and it carried with me through life. And then, you know, you get married and you have children and everything changes. It's exhausting. It's overwhelming. It's stressful. And sugar was my drug of choice. And it wasn't really um, until we kind of had the perfect storm. I call it. My husband was traveling for work. We had a new baby who wasn't sleeping. So I was exhausted. We had a two-year-old with some sensory challenges and some undiagnosed food allergies. And I had just gotten diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma. So that was like, okay, something needs to change. So started with, yeah, there was, there really was. Um, So started with food because that seemed easy enough, you know, it would help with our daughter's food allergies. And little did I know that it helped my overall mental, emotional health as well. Um, And so that was kind of the game changer for me. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, more people need to know about the impact of food and on mood and how sugar is terrible. And it's not just about weight and cavities. Like we've been led to believe there's so much more to it. So that's a little bit of my story. <laughs> Which I'm really curious, like what changes did you see when you started changing the diet, like of your family? What kind of changes did you notice in yourself when you were able to break free from that sugar? Yeah, there were so many things. And I think that's what was so frustrating, honey, was I felt like I had this major transformation and I did lose weight as a part of it, but I was more calm. I was more present. I had more energy. I used to be curled up in fetal position on the couch by the time my husband would get home from work because I was just exhausted. Right. Um, I wasn't doing that anymore. I was energetic. I was present. The brain fog was gone. My mood was better. Like I had all of these, I was benefits, but everybody noticed the weight. And I'm like, yes, I did lose some weight and that's fine and good, but I'm more energetic. I'm happier. I'm, I'm energetic. Like I want to be here. My brain fog is gone. Like this is amazing. Right. Right. And did you, how hard was it? Like, I know that's hard to say, like, you know, give that a number or like a word, but tell us, tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you to go through that was a withdrawal. You know, we hear all of these things. There's some documentaries on Netflix that I have watched and I'm trying to think of what it was because there's, there's a few of them. And it is all about like how sugar is comparable to cocaine and like the withdrawal symptoms. And, you know, and even though they don't make it look easy, they do make it look easy. And so that's why it's so frustrating when are we addicted? Like, is that, what would you say in your opinion? We are addicted. It's in everything. It's in ketchup. Um, it's, it's in everything and it's really unnecessary. And, you know, it's surprising. Like when I go to school and have lunch with my kids or go to the class parties and I see what's brought in, I'm like, oh my gosh, because hyperactivity, ADD, ADHD, it's like there's so much it. connected yeah. with mm. it, but we're not really talking about it. We're throwing it out at parades and we're giving out at Halloween. It's a legal drug of choice, let's be honest. And as a mom, you're not gonna get lit or you're not gonna go, you know, smoke dope probably and drive your kids to school, but you- <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> yeah, a big, big old peppermint mocha from Starbucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, you know what I mean? It's like just it's crazy. full of sugar. <laughs> but like the, the, you know, Starbucks, like the flavor coffee, we know that's full of sugar, but you made a good point when you said about there's, it's a hidden ingredient that is in so many foods. And so what do we do about that? Like, how can we begin to make that change? Cause it's a cultural change that needs to be made. It is, it is. And if you, I feel like if you go to the party and you don't have the cake, people kind of are like, that's wrong with you or they, you know, and that's, that's more on them. That's something I really had to work through is that. Um, but I think it's just awareness of where is sugar hiding? What are the names for it? Because yeah, it's labeled as sugar, yes. but it also has 199 other names yes. on labels that we need to be aware of. <laughs> how did you start? How did you get through all that? Like, did, was that just like a learning process or how did you begin to recognize all of those different names for it and start becoming aware of yeah, it was in Everywhere my training. I mean, it okay. was, you know, I, I knew a little bit, like I knew that I was a sugar stress eater and that was my, my go-to, like that was my thing. I knew that I was aware of that, but I didn't realize how deep the sugar is in our society. 
until I went to school and learned that there's 200 names for it and it's hidden in everything. And then you really start to become aware of, oh my gosh, I use this to potty train my kids. And we do this at Halloween. And, you know, from October till December, I think we consume three times more sugar than we do the nine months previously. Right. Right. And even healthier foods, like foods that we consider like granola bars and cereal. That's another thing. Like even Cheerios, like foods, cereals, things that we feed our children, thinking that we are doing them justice or like thinking that we're doing good by them. When you really dig deeper, you'll find it. You'll find that sugar. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, Building Strong Habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. So and food at, dye. Let's add food dye to the list too, because that's another one that's yeah, terrible. Kids yeah, have no effects. <laughs> Absolutely. So as moms, what can we do to take better care of ourselves? Like to make sure, like, you know, we need to start with ourselves and looking at what, where do you suggest? What, what do we need? What is your advice for where to start? If we are interested in decreasing the amount of sugar we're consuming. I think the first thing is to get curious and notice when and why am I going for the sugar? For me, I could look at it and it was always that late afternoon slump of, okay, okay you know, kids are, are having a nap. I need a treat. It was like this incentive that I felt like I needed to have for myself. Oh, well, my, my like you deserve it. Yes. Okay. And that's a form of sabotage. Yes. <laughs> I <didn't> know that. <laughs> so I think it's getting aware and curious of when and why are we going for it? What are we looking for? Because we're usually looking for something that's not not found in sugar. We're looking for something else. And we're using the sugar to either numb or to soothe or to okay. fill that void we feel like we're missing. So were you tracking like the amount of grams of sugar that you're having or what you were just started tracking like your emotions and your awareness of and how it affected me, it was you? Very emotional. It was a very mm. emotional thing. I was using it to stuff or to reward or I felt lost and stuck and overwhelmed. So I'm going to use this to make myself feel better, not knowing it made me feel worse. Do you find that that's most, like most women, or I mean, I guess we could even generalize to men too, that, you know, we're constantly consuming that sugar, that it's mostly falls under that emotional eating. Totally, totally. And I think for a lot of moms, I mean, I was thinking about this before we got on, like, before we had kids, life was a certain way and I did things a certain way. And then when you get pregnant, you kind of lose your body in a sense. You kind of lose, you know, your identity and who you were before. I love big jewelry. I couldn't wear jewelry because the kids would pull on it. Like there was things that were lost. Mm -hmm. It was almost grief in a way, but not because you have this beautiful gift on the side. Like there's so much around that. I couldn't unpack it. So I just use sugar to stuff it. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense because we do everything you just said is so true. We do lose ourselves and we end up, you know, becoming this different person, not, not knowing who it is that we are supposed to be or who we want to be. And 
our identity is, is indeed lost. And so making sure that you are unpacking those emotions and not feeding them, not stuffing them down and, and coping with them in a healthy manner is definitely going to help. So what is your favorite way of practicing self-care? We talk a lot about self-care in the Moms Without Capes community and making sure that we're putting ourselves on the to-do list, you know, and self-care can look different for everyone. What is your favorite way or which way, what, how do you recharge recharge your battery? I think it's my daily habits. Like I'm very um, consistent. You know, I'll wake up at the same time in the morning. I'll drink my lemon water. I'll spend some time reading and praying and journaling. And then I'll get ready for the day. I'll work out. Like I very much have things routines. I do, but I, yeah, routines okay. are one thing, but I think the main things on me are what I feed myself. I'm nourishing myself. I'm giving my mm -hmm. body the physical nourishment that it needs in whole foods. I'm staying hydrated. I'm exercising and I'm giving myself quiet time. I need that. I'm not one who does well with a lot of commotion and noise. And so for I, I need that time out. <laughs> right, right. And I think just recognizing that you actually need it instead of continually filling your calendar and making sure like you have identified what it is that you need and you give it, you make sure that you give it to yourself each day. And I, I am actually the same way. I need that time to think. Yes, <laughs> to right. to mentally so well prepare the for the day. <laughs> I, yeah, we thrive in that. That's our time to like create and really get back in touch with that identity that we may have lost when we had kids. So, and there's so many moms that don't do that. They don't give themselves that time to think. And then they lay up, bed, lay up at night thinking of all of the things that they weren't able to process during the day because of our the hecticness of having kids. That's just a natural thing. We are busy for sure. <laughs> and that margin, I think giving myself permission to take that has mm -hmm. been a big thing. Everybody's like, how can you get up early? Well, because I love it. I love that quiet time. Like I need that. Yes. My husband does it every he's like, how do you wake up so early? Like I jump out of bed. Like, and there was a time where I wasn't, but now yes. like after I started realizing, like, oh my gosh, like there is such power in waking up and like having that stuff when I don't have it, like every once in a while, I'd say like maybe three to five times a year, I don't wake up before my kids and I'm miserable. Maybe it, my husband's like, that's just a mind thing. Like you, and I'm like, no, like I need that time to, to be by myself and to get myself in a space. So yeah, we do need that margin. We do. And I posted one time on social media, I said, somebody asked, you know, what's something you can do to get that alone time? And I said, I wake up early before my kids. And I said, I think I wake up, you know, an hour and a half or two hours before. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's it. And she kind of like, I felt like there was some judgment behind it. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like you just asked, yeah. helps me. I didn't say you had to do it. <laughs> right, right. There is, it's that two side of the line. Like there's ones that hate it and there's ones that like, like thrive off of it. And the ones that ate it were like, I am never waking up early. And you know what? The funny was like, I used to be that. I used to be like, mm -hmm. no, I'm not getting up any earlier. Like I yep. need my sleep, but yep. it really was just readjusting. And then once I started doing it, it was positive reinforcement to keep going. And now I'm like, I have to like, 
There's no. no does your body about just it. wake up on its own now? Because mine does. It just wakes it up. It does. <laughs> yep, it does. Especially if I like make sure that I get to bed and I like that's mm-hmm. a routine yes. that you have to put in place the night before. So yep. <laughs> So we are also all about self-development and self-growth and, you know, like I said, putting ourselves on the to-do list and that means helping, you know, taking care of ourselves and becoming our best version. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is. And we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So what personal development book would you say has had a great impact? on the way you live your life now. The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, because it talks about like those small things. And that's one thing that they reiterated in my coach training is we think that when we're going to make changes, we have to come in and swoop and change everything all at once. And that actually can freak our brains out. So it's better to do small changes over time. And we learned this phrase, um, small hinges open wide doors. And I love that. And that's what the Slight Edge is. It's that one small thing can make the biggest difference. I I like that analogy right there. So that kind of reminds me of like the, you know, tiny habits and making sure that you are taking those small steps, because then if you do fall back, you only fall back like one or two little like ladder rungs rather than all the way back. It's that finding the gray area (laughs) instead of the all or nothing, which so many times, and which I want to go back to the sugar thing for a second. Did you go cold turkey or were you just tell us tell me about that that just no, reminded me go, with the all or nothing no I and I am very all or nothing I, I did not go cold turkey I cannot okay. go cold turkey I will not go cold turkey I found sugar freedom it doesn't mean I'm sugar free because I don't believe that that's possible in society okay. and I hate to say that um I just I think it's unrealistic um right. so no I'm I'm not cold turkey I feel like when we do we do that with our mindset then we're like oh my gosh, I can't have it. It's forbidden. We think about it where yes, the mind goes yes, and yes, follows. Yes, we run it all the more. <laughs> yeah. It's that restriction. And then that's all we think about. And then we end up just giving it. And then we feel guilty and all of those feelings that come with that. Up in the shame right. right. So, okay. So you have been able to find freedom from the sugar, not necessarily live a sugar free life because I'm sure that would be almost impossible when everything has, especially like eating out. Yep. And those kind of things. So, okay. And being aware sounds like it would be the, is the biggest thing is to be aware so that you can do it in moderation and at least know what you're eating. Yes. And enjoy it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And you're not like, oh, I feel terrible. I ate this. I shouldn't have. It's like, you know what? I had it. It tasted good. We're moving on. (laughs) And all those effects that you have from that, that, not you, like we have that we don't realize. So all of those effects too, you know, you can minimize and decrease those symptoms when you Mood decrease swings, your sugar. Anger. Yeah. It's all, yep. all tied in. Okay. Yeah. So where can moms find you? Yeah. My website is free. The number two, the letter B coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com. 
okay and you have a challenge going on what tell us a little bit about what you've got going on this month yeah i do i have my breaking free from sugar program it's three weeks to really find that sugar freedom without deprivation super exciting we talk about the why you get that list of where all of the names sugar is hiding on all the things you get some recipe ideas coaching support to really kind of help you find that sugar freedom because we can't we can, but it's harder to do it by ourselves. So let's be honest. Right. It's more fun to do it with someone who's been there and taken that road and who mm -hmm. can have support and community around it. So that's what breaking free from sugar is all about. Okay. And I will put all of Melissa's info, social links and website on the, in the show notes. So if you want to find out more about Melissa, definitely go and check that out. I want to thank you so much for coming today. You gave so much value and I I just enjoyed this conversation so much. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to connect. The mission of Moms Without Capes is to empower super moms, moms who don't make time for themselves because they are so busy taking care of everyone and everything else. My goal is to help you get comfortable with hanging up your cape. You might be holding on tight to your cape, tying your worth to your to-do list, packing your schedule and running the kids all over town, sacrificing or postponing your own passions, neglecting your health, and at the end of the day, falling into bed exhausted and already worrying about what needs to get done tomorrow. Sound familiar? This was me for about a decade. The guilt, the shame, the resentment, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. I struggled to put myself on my to-do list, and when I did, I was last on the list, and rarely did I feel up to doing anything that would make me feel good. So my health, my mood, and my family suffered because of it. I started with the doing part because I am an action taker. And so I began implementing small acts of self-care into my days. Being intentional about doing one small thing each day that was just for me. Then I began doing the internal work, the mindset shifts, the self-discovery, and the self-building that helped me truly love myself. Before then, I struggled with low self-esteem, lacked confidence, and was constantly criticizing myself. I had limited boundaries, which led me to saying yes, even when I meant no. I learned how to identify what I wanted and needed, and then got good at communicating what I needed and wanted. I started dealing with the perfectionism that ruled my life, and... I started practicing self-compassion. Maybe you are struggling with many of these same issues and you recognize yourself in what I just shared. If so, I invite you to sign up for a discovery call with me. I get it. I can help you let go of that super mom cape and not only find the woman hiding underneath, but fall in love with her. You do not have to do this alone. I want to help you. In the show notes of today's episode, you will find the link to my calendar. Let's talk about what's going on for you and see if working together would make sense on your journey to discovering and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days.
Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.